This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, you have just tuned into Radio K Pulpit with Alana Willie for you. And this is my program called Body Matters. Um, last week I shared a bit about my testimony and you know normally I have a guest speaker but today I just felt in my heart that God wanted me to share this message about intimacy and as you know it we are living in in times that are so dark and now is the time that we need to enter God's presence more than ever this world is not is not what what it used to be I mean we are living in a world where we have a pandemic People are dying and many people have lost their jobs and there's so much uncertainty um, regarding the whole vaccine, whether we should take it or not. People are fearful, confused and even depressed. And so lately the Lord has just laid the scripture on my mind, which I want to share with you, which is in Romans 12, 2, and it says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. In other words, I just felt that God was just laying on my heart that we mustn't look to the world for answers. You know, there's so many things going on in the media. We're hearing about a lot of things. And I felt that God said, come to me, come to me, find out for yourself what I have planned for you so today you may even just find yourself in a place where you're searching for answers or you need a breakthrough in your situation whether it is work or health or whatever you're going through I'm not sure what the condition is of your situation but I want to tell you that while you have breath in you there is hope God is a God of hope And nothing is impossible for him. And he can turn what seems hopeless right now in your life into the greatest testimony or breakthrough. I just realized it's only God that can help us in our situations. He is our maker and our creator. As humans, we only have limited knowledge and understanding on this earth But God is all-knowing God. He knows everything about us. He knows the number of hair on our heads. He knows our bodies, inside and out. He, He has knitted us in our mother's womb. And he's seen our body being formed in Psalm 132. And he knows the beginning from the end. So I feel, you know, we must draw near to the Creator Of all things, God knows everything. He knows where we are at right now. He knows our circumstances. He knows the pain we're going through. And so how can we trust in God's creation? How can we trust in what the media is saying, what people are saying, but not the all-knowing creator? So why should we trust in man when we can have direct access to God who understands our situations? He understands our experiences better than anyone else. And surely if God made us, he can heal us, he can guide us in these times. And no human 
can help us in our darkest hour, but the living God. I just want to read Psalm 118 verse 8, which says, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust people. So my question today is, surrender. It's not a question, but it's a statement. Surrender your statement um, or your situation in God's hands. You know, God will not intervene in our situations unless we call on him and we choose to place our situation in his hands. He is a good God and he cares deeply about our situations. In Psalm 138, it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. In Psalm 138, verse 8, it also says, The Lord will work out his plan for my life, but your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon me, for you have made me. Surrender it all to him. What the Lord can do with our situations will far outweigh what we can accomplish in our own human capacity. And in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, it says, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Le- learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So here is the invitation from God. He says, come, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And I feel that there's so many of us during this time, we are so weary, we are so burdened. And God says, if we come to him, he will give us rest. So I just want to take a little short break. And after this break, we can touch on some some other topics of why why we struggle sometimes just to get into God's presence. And I also want to touch on God's character because I find it so important that sometimes our perspective of God is not the true perspective of who he is. So let's let's come back after this break. You have just tuned into Body Matters with Alana Willy for you, and we are discussing intimacy with God. And I want to touch on the subject of what is keeping us from spending time with the Lord. There are many times I feel when we avoid coming into the Lord's presence, and there are so many reasons for not wanting to spend time with Him. And one of the reasons could be that we feel like we have messed up or we think God is angry with us or we feel like we're just not good enough for him. It could be an, a, a sin or an addiction or we could just feel like we have failed him in some or other way. But we must remember that the Lord says in his word that he will never leave us or forsake us. And so at times when we don't feel good about ourselves or we feel not good enough, we withdraw from him. So it's because we feel ashamed if we stuff up. But God says there's an invitation again in James 4 verse 8, which says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. 
So sometimes we may even feel like the Lord is going to tell us something we don't want to hear. And I've experienced that in my own life. Um, there was times when I was just spending time with God and and I just feel, oh, what if God says something I don't want to hear or to say something about my children or my or my life? And um, I just know that many people um, also view God as, as someone that's going to beat them up. We're standing with a whip ready to beat them up if they've messed up or done something wrong. Um, and I recall just um, chatting to someone many years ago and I asked her, if she had given her life to the Lord and she said no and she said no because she felt like she's messed up so much in her life that she thought God would anyhow not want her so she never ever bothered to commit her life to the Lord and all I can remember saying at that time was that this was the biggest lie that you can believe you know Satan will keep us so far from God he'll keep us in guilt he'll keep us in condemnation he will tell us how bad we are so that we won't come into God's presence. But John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into this world that he might judge the world, but that the world might be saved. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. So sometimes we feel like we need to perform in order to gain God's acceptance. Or we have to have our ducks in a row before we are worthy of his love. But the Lord does not love us for what we do, but for who we are in him. Or shall I rephrase and say, it's not what we do, it is what we believe and who we believe in. The Lord says that nothing that we can do can separate him, separate us from his love. And in Romans 8.38 it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, neither the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So nothing we have done or will do, no matter how bad, will cause God to love us less. So my challenge is whatever it is that is keeping you from entering his presence, I want to tell you today is a lie and a trap from the enemy to keep you from drawing close to him and receiving all that he has for you. We must remember we are all sinners none of us are perfect or innocent before the lord in fact no one deserves the lord's grace or mercy it's only because he decided to pay the price for our sins long before we decided to choose him that we are exempt of the punishment that was due to us and in romans three twenty three to 26 it says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So he gives us an invitation also to enter his presence, irrespective of our sins or guilt. He says, come as you are. And in Romans 4.16, the Lord says, come boldly before the throne of grace so that you can obtain mercy and find grace to, 
to help in time of need. And I just want to define what mercy is. Mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown to someone who deserves to be punished. Okay, so his invitation for us is to come boldly with all our issues, with all our sins. God is saying, just come to me. It doesn't matter what you did, what you've been through, just come to me. Lastly, in Romans 8, 1, it says, There is for now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And Romans 1, verse 17 says, So in Christ our sins are forgiven, and there is no condemnation before God. So is the sinner who is in Christ. Not only that, but God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We need to understand that as Christians, Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. This doesn't mean that we won't sin again, but that we have continuous forgiveness in the Lord. Our responsibility is to be continuously, is to con- continuously repent of our sins and turn from them As Christians, we have access to forgiveness from God. And when we repent, the Lord says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. And he remembers remembers it no longer. And you'll find that scripture in Hebrews 8 verse 12. So if the Lord forgives and remembers our sins no longer, then we should also let go of the guilt that we are experiencing in our life. If we've asked God to forgive us, then we need to let go. Then we mustn't remember it. So the enemy will always remind us of our sins and he'll always keep us in a place of guilt, which in return keeps us from the presence of God. But I want to encourage you today that if you're struggling Even with any addiction, if you have fallen into the same sin again and again, just keep on repenting. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to overcome that sin and keep pressing into God. Just keep on keeping on. And in Psalm 37 verse 24, it says, Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So the Lord is ready to help us. He is our father and just like a parent who loves their children no matter how much they disappoint or fail them. We as parents, we never give up on our children. So how much more will our father in heaven not give up on us? He says his mercy is fresh upon us every morning. Yesterday's sins are forgotten. And he sees every day as new. And Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He is such a good God. He does not hold grudges against us because he does not want us to walk in condemnation and guilt. So the Lord rescues his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. So my challenge to you is, or my 
um, yeah, my word for you is let go of the guilt. Let go. Whatever you've done, just ask God to forgive you. Let go of it and turn back to him. He is merciful and his arms are wide open to welcome you into his presence. So many people also have such a misconception of what God is. And I just want to chat to you a little bit about God's character. I was listening to a sermon of Bill Johnson from Bethel Church. And, um, and this is what he said. And um, as Bill Johnson said, so that we don't have any confusion, God is good. The devil is bad. And as, it is as simple as that. We need to understand that everything that is good is from God. And um, so, yeah, so we need to understand and believe that the Lord is a good father and that he wants the best for us. Even if we don't feel like we deserve it, the Lord wants to heal us. He wants to see us prosper. He wants to see us walk in the plans and purposes that he has for our lives. And most of us struggle with the concept or believe that we are even good enough for God and that we don't deserve anything good um, that God has for us. And once again, I just want to stipulate this, that God is not interested in what we do. It's not by works that we are saved. It's not um, anything that we can do to, aim, to, to kind of, um, you know, get God's acceptance. He is interested in who we are, who he created us to be. We don't have to perform in order to gain his acceptance, love or favor. He loves you just the way you are. Our perception of God can be perceived sometimes through the way we perceive our earthly fathers and our relationship with our fathers. And our perspective of God may be that, that he's a disciplinarian. As I said, someone might seem as strict or even unapproachable. Or others might seem God, see God as loving or close. And it all depends on our relationship that we have with our earthly fathers. And I, I just want to stipulate, fathers out there, your, your presence, your character, the way you treat your family, the way you love your children will impact your children in the way that they see Father God. And God so much wants us to re relate to him as a father. And if, if we don't have a good father figure in our lives, it's going to be so difficult for us to see Father God as a father. And we must always understand that we must remember that our earthly fathers are not perfect. Humans will always fail us in some or other way, but the Lord is our perfect father and he will never fail us. He is our creator and our father. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, See what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. The Lord does not think or see us in the way that we see ourselves. And as humans, we don't have an accurate perspective of ourselves because we live in a fallen world. God sees us undefiled for the purpose he created us to be. 
And just on that note, sometimes someone gives you a prophetic word and um, they say, you know, this is where I see you. It's because it's God revealing what he has created you for. It's what he sees you as being. It's the truth in your life, which we don't always necessarily see. And so, yeah, so God, he knows us. He knows everything about us. He knows our scars. He knows our hurts. He knows um, that we were afflicted upon by en- by our enemy, which is the devil. But God also knows our heart. He knows the potential, the calling and the purpose, purpose he has for your life. He knows our strengths and he knows our weaknesses. And he looks beyond our faults and sins because he's because he has he's created us for a purpose. God already knows the beginning from the end. He sees the vision that he has for your life. And God is a God that wants to heal us. And um, he wants to deliver us from from the enemy. And sometimes we we say to people, you know, maybe God allowed me to to be sick, or maybe God brought the sickness upon me, you know, to teach me a lesson. And I want to go back to what Bill Johnson said: God is good. God wouldn't heal the sick um, if He'd given them the sickness. So we need to understand that God is a good God. He wants to see us healed. He wants to see us prosper. He wants to see us joyful in every area of our lives. He wants us to know the truth about our worth in him. For the Lord is for us. The Bible said God is for us and not against us. That's in Romans 8.31. He is a God of love. And the more time we spend with God, the more we'll get to know his character. And I just want to touch on God's character a bit because it says the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearted. When we when I was in great need, this is David, he says, when I was in great need, he saved me. And it says, be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to me that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. So I just want to encourage you that it's out of a relationship with the Lord that we will experience his goodness. Our Father God is approachable, and we can ask Him anything. In Matthew seven eleven, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, and He's talking to fathers, earthly fathers, or earthly parents, then how much more will your Father in heaven give what is good who ask Him, to those who ask Him? The Lord is so patient with us in our circumstances. He knows we are not perfect. He is the one working in us, molding and shaping us in his image. Because the Lord says, I am the one that makes you willing and able to obey you. I'm the one, the work I've started in you, I will bring to completion. You see, he's waiting for the right time to fulfill his promises in our lives. And God's promises are yes and amen. And we need to hold on to that promises. He's not slow in um, 
like in 2 Peter 39, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as, as some may understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So just coming back to the character of God and, and the reason I, I want to share the character of God with you and why I feel it's so important is because I believe many Christians don't always believe that God is good. And I want to share this with you to say God is good. So draw near to him. God is good. So in a Psalm 103, this is one of my favorite Psalms and and it says here, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Meaning there's benefits in praising God. There's benefits of being a child of God. And he says, who forgives all my sins and yields all my diseases. God wants to heal us. It's not God's heart for us to be sick. And especially in this time, you know, we can call out to God. And in this time where we are in, in the times that we are living, there's so many people that are sick. And, and God says, he's a God who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good thing, things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse us, nor will he harbor his anger towards us forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or pay us according to our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So we need to believe that God is good, and that he is who he says he is. Everything that is good comes from God. And James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from God above. Sometimes bad things happen to Christians and we don't always understand why. But one thing is for sure. If we place our trust and our lives in God's hands, He says He works all things out for the good of those who love Him. Sometimes we might find ourselves in a situation where we think, God, you know, I've, I've prayed to you, I've served you, I love you, I've done everything. Why? Why, God, has this happened? But, you know, we don't see the bigger picture. God is all-knowing God. He knows the beginning from the end. And even though we might not see it now or know why or have the reason now, the reason right now, God works all things out for the good of those who love him. So I just want you to keep that in mind. God is a good God. He designed us to be intimate with him. 
We were created to have a relationship with God from the beginning of time. That is the reason for creating us. It was for fellowship. And especially in the times that we are living in, we need to be spirit-led more now than ever before. We need to discern God's voice above all other voices and especially what's happening in the world today. So how can we build a relationship with God? If we and hear his voice and be strengthened in our faith, if we are not spending time in his presence. And as believers, it's not only good for us to press into the Lord when, when there is a need or when we are in a desperate situation, we should be continually having a relationship with him. Sometimes God shows us things to pray for before it even happens. And so we need to be continuously in a relationship with the Lord, continuously asking him to show us things, what to do, where to go, to make our feet as sure as those of a deer. We need to be spirit-led because there are so many voices, so many things happening. And we are in a time where, where God wants us to sit and hear his voice so clearly. And that comes out of a relationship with God. So God creates us, us, created us with the intention to fellowship with him. And just before Jesus died on the cross, he also told his disciples that he was going to leave. But he would ask his father to send us a helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit. So in John fourteen sixteen it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide within you forever. So I just want to tell you that God is always with us, because God abides in us. As Christians, the Holy Spirit lives within us. That means that God is with us all the time. That's why he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So God is within us all the time. He resides, resides within us. And God is also called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. If we think about human relationships and how we interact with one another on a regular basis, um, it's about communication. You know, when we talk and listen to one another, we get to know each other better as we spend time with each other. And, you know, even when we're in love with someone, we are continuously thinking about that person and we are aware of that person's presence. We want to always be close to them. And I believe that we should strive to have that same relationship with Father God. He desires to be intimate with us. And sometimes it seems strange to be intimate with someone that seems invisible. But the Lord will always reveal himself to us in such a way that we cannot say that he is truly alive. I mean, God wants to speak to us in this time. And actually, God is speaking to us all the time. And sometimes we are just not listening. We're not making the time to get into his presence. So God can speak to us through his word through a song on the radio. And I just want to give you a little bit of a testimony just of, of you know, God speaking to us even through a song on the radio. And I remember many, many years ago, many years ago, my, my eldest son was still in primary school and he had a rugby match on, on, on the Saturday. 
And I remember being, he was so stressed out. I can't remember if he was late or he wasn't sure of the time or something was stressing him out completely. But anyway, he ended up going and um, my husband took him to the rugby match early in the morning. And when he came back, I said to him now, um, you know, he said to me, I want, I want to share something with you, mommy. And he said, mom, I got into the car when dad was taking me to this rugby match. And, you know, I was so stressed out. I was praying that God will just be with me and help me and whatever. And he said, mom, but dad put the radio on. And um, he said the radio, the song was, um, and it, I think it's Bob Marley. That's <laughs> that song that goes, don't worry about a thing because every little thing's going to be all right. And he said to me, God spoke to me through that song. And he said to me, everything is going to be all right. And it's, I know it's such a simple testimony, but God is so powerful. You know, he, he's talking to us through so many things. He talks to us through our circumstances. Um, you know, he speaks to us through nature, through people. And... um yeah, and even through billboards. And I, I just want to give testimony to you of God speaking to me um, through a, um, just like a billboard. And um, not really a billboard, but I'll, I'll describe, I'll, I'll tell you about it. As one day I was just so stressed out and I um, there were just so many things going on. And I remember I was sitting in my car in traffic and it was bumper to bumper and I just said to God, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this, God. I don't know. I can't anymore. It's just too much for me, Lord. Everything seems too much for me. And as I was busy praying and in my own thoughts, a, a truck pulled up in front of me and I looked up and this it was a huge truck. And then at the back of the truck was a scripture. And the scripture said, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And I just knew that was God. I just started to laugh and I thought, oh God, you know, you are such an awesome God. And um, just to give you another another um, testimony, I was walking one day in the mall, also quite a few years ago, and I must say I was really struggling with my faith at that stage. And I was questioning God and I was spending time in his presence. Things just didn't seem to go the way I wanted it to go. And I said, God, why? I, I, you know, what is this faith? You know, and I remember standing in a mall thinking this. And a, a young girl walked past me and she had a T-shirt on. And on this T-shirt, I mean, just as that thought left my mind, I turned around, I saw her walking in and on the T-shirt it said, keep the faith. And I, I mean, what can I do? What can you do but just smile and know God's talking to you? So yeah, those are just small testimonies, but I just want to encourage you that God speaks to us all the time. God speaks to us through dreams. Um, God warns us beforehand, you know, in dreams. And sometimes we need to pay attention to that dreams because I find sometimes we are so busy during the day that God speaks to us while we sleep and I must say God has saved so many um, incidents and accidents from happening in my personal family life um, just because I had taken note of dreams that he'd given me prayed about it 
And uh, I know my husband could have been in a car accident. I woke up one morning early, six o'clock, and I had a dream my husband was in a car accident. And he was at a men's camp at that stage, um, a, a, a church camp. And I got my mom that morning early. I woke her up because I stayed with my mom with all the kids that weekend. Um, and we prayed. And when I came back and when my husband got back, he said, sure, I was almost in an accident. I was just a few seconds, split seconds away. And if it wasn't for us that did a pit stop, I think we would have been in that accident. And I, I just want to say God is good. He wants to share things with you. Don't wait till things are stressful and falling apart to get into God's presence. Yeah, so it's in our alone time with him that he reveals himself to us and he deposits things in our hearts. He downloads things in our hearts when we spend time with him. And I believe that that we receive so much from the Lord when we spend time with him. And God, I believe it's out of that place of intimacy with him that miracles take place. Sometimes in your quiet time, God will show you someone to pray for. Sometimes God will give you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge for someone else. So um, I believe the best, and for me, I, I believe the best time to spend time praying is early in the morning when we see God's face. And we have a habit in my family where when I take the kids to school, the minute we get into that car and I pull away, we start praying. And we pray for, for what lies ahead in the day, for protection, for guidance, for wisdom, for favor, and for whatever um, we need for that day. You know, if the kids are writing exams, we pray for each one. And, um, and yeah, and even sometimes the Lord will, will show us what to do for that day. So we cover ourselves for that day. And, and God shows us things to, to do because God says um, in his in his word, it says, give us today our daily bread. And um, that is part of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew six nineteen thirteen. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Sometimes life can get so overwhelming when we start thinking about the future. But if we can just sit with God every day and trust him just for today, God, what do you want to tell me today? Just today, one step at a time. And I also find the more time you and I spend with God, the more we'll recognize his voice. You see, God knows us so intimately, and I feel that sometimes God speaks to me in a unique way, and he will speak to you in a unique way that only you will understand. Um, and God has also got a sense of humor, and when we start spending time with God, we might even have a good chuckle with him, because God God knows the way we think and the way we operate, and he will speak to us in, in that way that that is so intimate it's like having a relationship with someone you know for a long time you know the way they think you know what they like and what they don't like and so God also when we in a relationship with him we start interacting with him on a personal level and yeah so this happens when we venture into a relationship with God I also want to say Philippians 4, 6-7 says, 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to the Lord, and His peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So God's saying when we pray, we should um, honor the Lord for who He is first. Lay our request and concerns before Him, and then we need to thank Him that whatever we asked Him, that He will do it already. So in faith, when we thank God, when we lay our request before him and we thank him, we're already um, building up our faith by saying, thank you, God, for that everything I've laid before you, you will attend to it. You will see to it. And God, and it says, and God's peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds. And yeah, so God will give us that peace once you've given all your concerns to him and you thank him for it. He says he gives you peace. Um, so we literally place everything. When we literally place everything in his hands, um, we can rest in the assurance that he will take care of things. We need to get to the point that we can clearly hear God's voice and that we need to be spirit led. And as children of God, he says in his word in John 10, 27, 28, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And it's because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that we are connected to the mind of Christ. Because of the Spirit, we know the mind of Christ. It says we have the mind of Christ. We know God's thoughts. And we just need to tap into that. When we're in our quiet time, when we spend time with Him, we can actually tap into God's thoughts. And as I read that scripture at the beginning, it says, just renew your mind so that you will know the good, the perfect, and acceptable will of God. Then we can know God's will for our lives. So often we become so busy with the things of God. And I just want to warn you, don't become busy with the things of, the, of God. Um, it's not a replacement for spending time with God. And as we know that story with Martha that was so busy, and God said, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen that what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And that is sitting at God's feet. Mary sat at God's feet. Don't get so busy that you are not spending time in God's presence. Do what is the best thing. God says, yeah, only one thing is needed. And that was the best choice. The choice is to spend time with God. And there's another scripture in Matthew that says, many will say to me, on that day, Lord, Lord, we, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name and perform miracles? And then God says, and then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So that's just a reminder. Doing work for God is not spending time with God. But I want to take a short break now, and then we're going to end this program and yeah, so we'll be back shortly with a final thought and some prayer. Welcome back. You have just tuned into Body Matters with Alana Willifree. And I'm at the end of my discussion on intimacy with God. But before I end, I just want to um, end with some prayer. And I just want to give you a final thought. So in Isaiah 55 verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. 
call on him while he is near. So if you have not given your life to the Lord or you feel like you've drifted so far from him, I want to encourage you that it's never too late to draw near to him or make him Lord and God over your life. As I said, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past or how messed up you feel on the inside. The Lord's arms are wide open to receive you today. Let today be the day that you turn back to Him. Let today be the day of your salvation. None of us know the hour. None of us know our time. Um, But while we have breath in us, we can make a choice. We can still choose Jesus. I always say our mercy period is while you're alive. If you die tomorrow, you can't make a choice. But you can make a choice while you have breath in you. And I want to say give God a chance and give him permission to do what no human can do in your life. You see, God is above all human. He is not human. He is above all human understanding. He knows everything about us. He knows our past. He knows our future. Nothing that you or I have done in the past. All what we are going to do in the future can shock God. So, you know, God, you know, he knows our hurts. He knows what we are going through at the moment. God knows what you are going through. He knows if there's no food coming in. He knows if you're looking for work. He knows your weakness. He knows everything. He knows if you're sick. You know, he knows what we are going through. He sees your pain. So whatever you're struggling with today, Commit yourself to him and surrender everything in his hands. Romans 10.13 says, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So my heart for, for you is to pray for you. And if you want to just recommit your life to Jesus, or if you haven't committed your life to him, Today's the day of salvation. Don't wait. There isn't a better time. You can't get cleaned up more. You can't be more better. There is no perfect timing. It says, if you hear my voice today, do not be stubborn. And so today I'm giving you an invitation. And so pray with me. If you want to give your life to the Lord or recommit, just pray this prayer after me. Father, today... I choose to surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want you to be Lord and God over my life. If you've prayed this prayer, I believe that you're a child of God. And I know, God, they say if one person enters the kingdom of heaven, there is a rejoicing in heaven. And God is rejoicing over you today. I want to tell you, God has called you from the beginning of this earth. He's created you for a purpose, for a time such as this. So, Lord, I want to pray your blessings, your healing power, your protection over every listener today. I pray that they will draw near to you, God, that they will receive everything that 
you have for them. I pray that you will, that you, that they will um, hear your voice, Father. And I pray that you will guide every listener's feet. Father, give them wisdom, give them insight, give them understanding in all things. Father, I pray that they will hear your voice so clearly. And Father, that they will know that you hear their prayers, that you do answer prayers. As I said, even in the smallest things, Father, you are speaking to us and you are talking to us constantly, Father. And Lord, I pray that you will touch every listener's heart today. Father, whatever their needs are, whatever they are calling out today for their circumstances, I pray, Father, that you will provide them, that you will take care of them, that you will look after them. And your word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, Father, I pray that everybody will just come boldly. You said, come boldly before my throne of grace and obtain mercy. So, Lord, I just thank you for this program, and I thank you for every listener out there, and I pray that you will touch them. And, Lord, I just thank you so much, and I ask this all in your precious name, Jesus Christ. So I just want to thank everybody that has listened to this program. And if this program has touched you, um, you're welcome to send me a personal message on my email address. And that is Alana, A-L-A-N-A, at lifeunlimitedministries.com. And it's life, L-I-F-E, and un, U-N-L-T-D, ministries.com. So, um, yeah, so unfortunately, this is the end of the program. And if you'd like to comment on this program, you can also go to Radio K Pulpit's webpage site. There is a WhatsApp button that you can press. And then you just type in Body Matters because this is the program. And then, yeah, you can put your comment down. And I'm so looking forward to hearing from you. So, yeah, thank you for joining me on Body Matters. We'll be... We'll, we'll meet next Saturday again, same time, same frequency, with more great conversation. And that's from me, Alana Willifee. Have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.